Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. Look, I get a chance to dial it in once, okay? Hi, and welcome to Gen X This Is Why, the podcast where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media from our shared childhood. My name is the Widow Archer, proud Gen Xer, born in 1977. Wow, you're really like uh, taking a chance there. (laughs) I asked Timmy if I could just prematurely be called the Widow Archer. Okay, and how do you feel about that? He was okay with that. And I'm not the Widow Jenny, born in 1974. (laughs) Good one, Jen, good one. Today we continue our look at Walnut Grove with Little House on the Prairie, Season 2, Episode 18, For My Lady, otherwise known as the episode where Paws falsely maligned. Cheating Charles. That's what I call him in this, so get ready for that. Okay, go ahead. So the description reads, when Charles agrees to do some handiwork for Widow Thurman, he forfeits any monetary compensation and works instead for Thurman's old china set, a gift he knows Carolyn would love. This does require some sneakiness on Charles' part, and he spends increasing amount of times at the widow Thurman's house. Carolyn struggles to maintain her trust in her husband. Hmm. Overall, I thought this was a pretty good episode. What do you think? Uh, there okay. wasn't a lot of melodrama. There wasn't a lot of melodrama, and I kind of like the melodrama. Yeah, it's tough too. coming off of the runaway caboose into this. <laughs> it's tough. Yeah. <laughs> like we came, we came off the bear attack and the runaway caboose. Yeah. Like those were pretty dramatic episodes. Yeah. There was some angry wood chopping. Was it aggressive or passive wood chopping? Aggressive. <laughs> okay. This, oh, is, by this the is the first time you see issues with Carolyn and Charles' relationship since the pilot, really. Yes. Yep. Yep. By the way, Timmy said he is up for the challenge of passively sawing wood. He's ready to do it. Great. Cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can't wait. All right, we open with Mary and Charles delivering a beautiful set of French china to Widow Thurman. Mary asks why they call her Widow since she's young and hot. <laughs> Obviously, she must not wear glasses, right, Jen? Paul says it's a sign of respect since she lost her husband. And Mary says she doesn't like it because it makes her think of spiders. Yeah. I mean, I, I just saw that barrel with French words on. I'm like, what deliciousness is this? <laughs> but I know. Just what if it was cheese and wine? I know. That'd like, be coming to my house. What is the delicious French stuff going to the Widow Thurman? And then I have, we catch a glimpse of Widow Thurman 
And she's okay, but she's no, no Caroline. Pretty. She's oh, I think no Caroline. Caroline. I think Caroline's way prettier. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Inside the house, which I have a question for you, Jenny. Is this the the Pike place? No. Because nope. it looks like the same house. They just redid the outside. It could be, but it's not intended to be, if that's what you mean. No, like, they it's might not intended to be that. shacking up with Amos Pike. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Okay, so inside, Paul reveals the china and everyone is ooing and aahing. And I, I felt sorry for Paul in this minute because he's stuck with Mary. What the hell does that mean? Like, what has he done to deserve Mary tagging along with his I don't know why Mary's not tagging along with her, but she's obsessed with this china. She is. Uh, Widow Thurman reveals that her husband, Arthur, had ordered this for her before he died. And there's some like, oh, you know, he really loved me. Look, he bought me dishes kind of stuff. Well, when they're pulling the dishes out of like a barrel of hay, I'm just thinking to myself, like, how the hell did you ship this stuff across the ocean without bubble wrap? Like, it's just in hay. Like, how the hell? They didn't have bubble wrap. Well, I know that. That's what I mean. <laughs> like, it was on a ship. Do you know how, like, the you know, if moved. I were ever to time travel and I was able to go back to 1878, I mean, obviously, I know this town is fictional and I wouldn't be going there. But I would go back and I would just bring some motherfucking bubble wrap with me and blow everyone's <laughs> like, mind and become a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> but it's crazy. And like, she's like, Widow Thurman is, she makes the Olsen, Olsons look like poppers. Like, she's this she's she's loaded and i want to talk for a minute about the actress who played her because of course i had to research her now ironically in all my research i didn't get her age wow that's ironic (laughs) i know so she is played by marriott hartley and this is a quote from her biography who was raised in accordance with the principles espoused by her behavioral psychologist grandfather john b watson who believed the children should never be held or cuddled. Oh, he's that guy. He's that dude. Her oh. father committed suicide. And of I wrote, course he did. Was that the grandfather's <laughs> son? I mean, like he was never shown love as well, a child. I don't know if it was the grandfather's son. Oh, I committed see suicide. Could have yeah, been yeah, the yeah. mother's father. Right, who right, was right, crazy right, right, person. Right. So I thought, I just thought that was pretty interesting. And she had like bit parts. She, most notably played Bruce Banner's love interest in one of the Incredible Hulk movies. Oh, um, you like loved the TV that movies. show. I loved that show. Jenny, do you remember? Do you remember the little toy I had? The toy that you would pump up and he'd bust out of the cage. How great was that? <laughs> okay. So so that's just a little piece on her. I thought that was pretty interesting. That's wonder- interesting. That's that whole, like, let let them cry it out. Yeah, well, it's not the Ferber method, which is the let them cry it out. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, this is something even beyond that, because letting them cry it out is very different than they never need to be hugged or cuddled. Oh, he's saying even when they're not in distress, never. Right. Oh, that no wonder why we have like a society of sociopaths. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like a very notable psychologist. Like it wasn't like he was some crazy person. Hmm. Like, I feel like dad would come up with a theory and call himself a psychologist. It's not that. <laughs> like, this guy was legit. It's not that. Okay. So the Widow Thurman serves Pa cookies and lemonade, and she has her own ice house. And a Damn. big deal is made about that. Ice is fancy, apparently. Oh, my God. Like, they just can't stop talking about the ice and the lemonade and how great it was. Well, you know that that's a big trend in Brooklyn. Like over the last five or six years, getting the giant block of ice and taking an ice pick and like hand chopping ice. Why not regress? Why Why not? not? Why not do that? Make things harder. Yep. Yep. Okay. So is is it hipster or is it old? (laughs) 
Okay. So Mary is immediately saying that Ma would love the old China, which is what Widow Thurman is serving them off of. I hate having to call her Widow Thurman. Like, can we think of something else? Mrs. Thurman? I don't even like that. What's her fucking name? I don't know. They don't say it, I don't think. Women don't have first names. Come on. I know. This is crazy. Mary says, Paul makes good money, but they can't afford anything. Nice, Mary. Real Mary's, nice. Mary's a bad bargainer. Wow. Uh, Widow Thurman says she'd be happy to accept Paul's handiwork. So Paul's been making Widow Thurman a new china cabinet for her new china. And she's like, if you want, I could just pay you in dishes. And uh, Mary thinks this is a great idea. And, and she Paul's would even like, wash- No, we need money. We need food. Yeah, she would even wash them every night. And Pa's like, uh, no, we need the money. <laughs> Mary, shut up. I'm just, but I'm like, why doesn't, like, this woman is loaded. Just give them the friggin' dishes. Like, why do you, like, just give them the I dishes? I know. You're going to store know. them until you could sell them? What? Just. just I know. And she's going to sell them for $8, which, do you have the inflation yes. rate? Yep. Okay. What is 200, it? 200 bucks. Oh, come on. That's like Paul. nothing. Just just yeah. give it to them. That's like them. Jenny's bar bill at the end of a Thursday. <laughs> okay. Okay. So at home, Charles is feeling a little self-conscious since Mary just emasculated him in front of the hot widow. <laughs> <laughs> he tells Caroline he's going to make her an ice house. But Caroline's not impressed. There's a weird scene here where Pa's like lighting and smoking his pipe. And, like, I had had a little bit of Barolo. I wasn't drunk, but I was, like, a little buzzy. And I'm, like, is Carrie's hair on fire? Because she just saw, like, <laughs> like, she was sitting near the, the fireplace. And, like, you just saw all this smoke from Pa's pipe. And it looked like Carrie was on fire. <laughs> I actually have Carrie is getting her hair brushed and looks like a limpless rag doll on Caroline's lap. <laughs> well, I thought she was on fire. So Okay. Well, would we really have noticed? <laughs> that's, that's no. Like, do they notice that she's on No, no. <laughs> What's happening? Um, Laura is really excited about the possibility of having ice cream. Which, which I'm raising my hand on this. Because oh. didn't Carolyn make ice cream? I was going yep. off about Carolyn's yep. making of ice cream from yep. a block of ice. Where'd they even get the ice if they don't have an ice house? I'm so confused. Jenny, do you think the Widow Thurman could whip up ice cream? I just don't know how you make not. ice cream. I thought she was making it with a block of ice, but apparently she was making it with no ice. I have no idea what she how was doing. How the fuck do you well, just no, Charles, ice cream into existence? Charles talks about that they could harvest the ice off the pond and keep Ew. it in their ice <laughs> and keep it in their <laughs> ice house. Oh, God. <laughs> so gross. Oh. Oof. That's going to be nasty ice cream. Okay. What, ben, what Ben and Jerry's flavor is that, people? Come at us with that. <laughs> <laughs> what, from the ice from the pond, what Ben and Jerry's flavor are we making? All right. So Charles leaves to go out in the barn and work on the china cabinet. The china cabinet is gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Yep. I mean, not that we're surprised. I'm, I guess. He's amazing. Um, Caroline comes out and she's impressed with the cabinet. And he tells her that he wishes it was for her dishes. Is that in the drama barn? Yes. This all goes down in the drama barn. <laughs> um, so Caroline tells him, like, she misses him. She hasn't seen him a lot. That's what she really wants. She, she wants really some wants some time, time with him. With him. Uh, can't blame her. Well, and if he had just listened to her, none of this would have happened. Well, we'll talk about whose fault it is at the end. <laughs> All right, that's right. Charles says as soon as he pays Ebenezer Sprague off at the bank, he'll have more time. Is it Sprague? That's how he says it, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. He's the capitalist villain. Oh my God. He's bad. The next day, Paul visits Sprague at the bank. Sprague? Sprague. Whatever. Sprague. Just make it up. Just decide on one. Evil banker. Okay. Okay. The next day, Paul visits Evil Banker at the bank and asks for a small personal loan of $8. Evil Banker is all big bank, demanding a return, wanting to know the nature of the investment. This is the smallest loan ever, dude. Like, Like, if your bank is this strapped. Yeah. Charles reveals it's a personal expenditure, and the banker tells him a a man's good credit is more important than his personal comfort. Nope. But no, and this comes out later. I was like, why is he talking a customer out of business? Like, why is he telling a customer to like not take his services? Yeah. Like that's basically what he's doing. Jenny, what would you rather live on the street or have good credit? What? um, Or have bad credit? What kind what city am I living on the street? Right there in New York. Oof. Um, I'd rather wait. The choices are have good credit or live in the street. Here's the choice. Jenny, what would you rather? (laughs) Sleep on a super uncomfortable bed for the next 10 years or your credit score is like mm, 550. I'll take the super. Un- no, I'm only kidding. <laughs> I'll take the credit score. Right? Of 550. Like I don't mind. How, wait, how is- uncomfortable is this bed? Because if you oh, have it's good super enough- uncomfortable. But, that, but if you have a good enough credit score, you could just get a credit card and buy a new bed. <laughs> nope. Nope. Not allowed. <laughs> Okay, this doesn't make any sense. Like, it's just stupid. That's a stupid quote. A man's personal comfort is more important than his credit score. No, it's the other way around, isn't it? No, he says a man's good credit is more. I'm saying no. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. gotcha. All right, and then I'm so confused by this conversation. So I have a question. What is the loan he already has out then? Because Charles already has an existing loan that he has to pay back. So that's not personal? Is that a business loan? Maybe it's an investment. It sounded like it was he was looking for it to be an investment. Maybe. So like he, you know, like like an investment would be maybe the, um, the cabinet, right? So he p- pays for the cost of the materials. Okay. Yeah. And then he gets back more money than he paid maybe. for it. I wrote Charles leaves defeated, and you know what, Jenny? He needs a hug, but he doesn't need just any hug. Oh, God. He needs like a I'm going to hold him in my bosom and rock him okay. kind of hug. That's what right. he needs. It's a sweaty that, little. Why are we doing this? Brown right nappy hair that I love so gross, much. Gross. <laughs> okay. I'm so grossed out right now. <laughs> Later, Charles is putting the cabinet together, and the widow Thurman is loving it. And I wrote they have some weird conversation about wooden so glass. weird. Well, and the glass to, has like etching on, like the glasses. It's nice. beautiful. It's like custom. And Jen, I have to admit, there's a little bit of chemistry there. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, in fact, Mimi's, I have video of it. You know, Amy's copyright laws. If I take a video <laughs> that's crooked on my cell phone, I can <laughs> put, okay. I can I put it in the movies. So you can just go sit in a movie theater and film a crooked movie the whole time on your yep. thing. And just yep. and it's okay. Remember mm-hmm. that episode of Seinfeld? Uh-uh. Where Kramer needed Jerry to go film the movie for him. Oh, I love Seinfeld. Anyway, if you have not found our Facebook group, it's called the Mimi Bees, M-E-M-E-B. And I put a ton of shit like this in there. Oh, All copyright infringements <laughs> go in the Mimi Bees. So Mimi's, I'll drop this scene in there because I want to hear what you think. Is there chemistry? And if you apply to be um, in the Mimi Bees and you're a copyright lawyer, we will reject you. <laughs> We should add a new membership question. Are you a copywriter? <laughs> Get out. Okay, so 
The widow Thurman feeds him lunch, and as she goes to get the rest of her money, he notices the old china as he eats. And Jenny, her woodwork is all fucked up. And it kind of is. Like, it looks janky compared to all the rest of the house. Well, she I love how she blames it on her dead husband. <laughs> that asshole. She says her husband used a bad varnish, and he fixed all the other rooms, but not this one. But who can fix it, Jen? Who can fix it? Well, Charles can, of course. Of course. Charles tells her he'll fix it if she pays him with the dishes. But it has to be a secret. Oh, boy. No one can know. Now we're down a bad road. Mm-hmm. The next morning, Charles is making his own lunch, and Caroline's immediately suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he's taking care of himself? Because What's this up? is, let me remind you, this is the man who has to take Caroline camping because he but hates he to cook. cook. Yeah. So there you go. He explains he has extra work at the mill and wants to get an early start, and he's slapping together. It looks like a cheese sandwich. Was was there sliced cheese? It oh. looked like he had sliced it. Oh, yeah. You would just manually slice it. And he was cheese. putting it on bread and then wrapping it in a dirty handkerchief. <laughs> and I'm like, hmm, would I eat a cheese sandwich off a dirty handkerchief? Probably. Probably. It's a cheese sandwich. Probably. It's a cheese sandwich. <laughs> and you know Carolyn makes that delicious artisanal bread. Yes, she does. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, so... We see Charles working his ass off a la Harvest of Friends. Again, he's hustling seed. Like, what? Yeah. This is all they do. I don't care. I, I was, like, pausing and drooling. And Hansen, saw, like, it, Hansen wants a piece of this action, this new job that, that he really does. <laughs> he's like, what's this about? What is this about? Yeah, because Charles has to ask Hansen if he could have some time off. Or if he could leave early. Mm-hmm. And Hanson's like, yeah, but Hanson's like, do not work too hard because I'd have to hire two mules to do your job. Wow. Time to ask for a raise, Charles. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to stop right here and actually admit something. Okay. Mom was right. Wow. Mm-hmm. About what? You know how I was struggling with the uh, rewind on my Roku. Oh, <laughs> mom was your te- was your IT support. Oh. My mother, who has come up with such gems as "Why can't food addicts just become addicted to salad?" has told me about a little arrow circle button on the Roku remote, which will just push you back like 10 or 15 seconds. What did you think that button was for? Jenny, I didn't even notice that button. Oh, my God. If it's not useful to me, I don't notice it. But you were trying to rewind. (laughs) And you see this button and you don't think that's the rewind? So now that I can rewind, it's become increasingly annoying to watch these hot paw scenes with me because I just keep rewinding. Well, luckily you're doing it all on your own and alone and no one cares. Yeah, Timmy's there, but he zones out and he's playing his game and not paying attention to me. I okay. can't believe mom was your tech support. That's shameful. Yeah, I'm embarrassed about it, but mom, good job. Okay, so, oh, did I tell you? Yeah, I told you that dad called me and asked me if I had a wireless router he could borrow because he wanted to take his laptop upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> This is what we're working with, guys. This is what we're dealing with. <laughs> Love you, Dad. <laughs> All right. We then see Charles paying off the evil banker, who I must say is the storybook version of a stingy, He's like, Ebenezer crooked capitalist. And yeah. he just has, His like... His first name is Ebenezer. And there's the sinister bank music. Like, as soon as Charles walks in, there's, like, sinister <laughs> bank theme music. Yep. 
he's all like a banker loves seeing a customer build up credit. And I wrote, okay, dude, calm down. <laughs> dude, you just want to repossess their house. Stop just acting like you care. So then Ebenezer, which I swear to God, I'm not making up is his first name says he'll reconsider the $8 loan for Charles now that he's paid him back his other loan. And Charles is like, nah, fuck you. You're right. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. I don't need to, I don't need to t- take advantage of your business. Yep. He's like, a dude shouldn't borrow money when he doesn't have to. Okay. He's All like, right. we'll go full barter in this town and run you out of business. Yes. So we then see the kids coming out of school and Laura is arguing with Willie over whether or not the lunar phases affect fish biting. I'm going to pause here for what I'm assuming is an index card. No. That would have worked. Oh, Jenny. that would have been a good index card. Yeah. Totally forgot about that. Well, good thing I did some research. Okay. Yeah, I totally forgot about worth. that. Um, this is a well-known theory that fish are more active during the lunar cycles. The I thought everyone the end, knew that. And during full moons. However, there's no science to actually prove it. No. Okay. It affects the tide, so they think it has something to do with it. But So they decide, so Laura and Willie are like really hashing this out. And they decide that Pa is going to settle this bet. And Laura's like, we're going to settle this right here, right now. Guarantee it. I'll bet you my best Aggie. Pa is Google. Pa's Google. Nope. Yeah. So guess what, Jen? They can't find him. He's not at the mill. Oh. They run into Hanson and he's useless. Hanson's like, I know some stuff about the tides. Hanson's not Google. Yeah. Hanson doesn't know anything. And Willie says, pay up. I won the bet because you said you could prove it right now and you can't. And Mary takes Willie's side. Mary, lawyer Mary, sees the situation for what it is and makes the right call. What, a I chance think. to throw her sister under the bus? I mean, it's fair. She's no, just being fair. No, She's it just should be fair. team Ingalls, period. <laughs> Where's your fucking loyalty, Mary? <laughs> Jesus. Okay. So Laura pays up her best Aggie. I hope that she hits Mary in the head with it. No, she would seem fine with it. She agreed. Yeah. Okay. At dinner, Pa is noticeably absent. Cheating Charles. Stop it. (laughs) And Laura narks him out. Yep. And says that he wasn't at the mill. Then Pa pulls up and tells Caroline he's sorry he was late, but he was at the mill. (laughs) (laughs) And then I wrote Charles. Always be vague. What are you doing? Always be vague. Well, and how just do you lie be, in a town with like 15 people? Like people are going to notice if you're not around. Be better at this, dude. Never pinpoint a location. Just say Especially I was working. if that location is next door to your kid's school that they walk past. Right. Just say I was working. Keep it right. super that vague. That could mean anything. That could mean I was in a field. I was on a delivery. That could mean anything. Now, Jenny, <clears throat> I would like to treat you. To another installment of my ongoing series, Shit That Can Be Fixed with Open Communication. Okay. Ready? Paw. Sorry I'm late. I was at the mill, darling. Caroline. No, you weren't. The kids went by there and Hanson <laughs> said you'd left for the day. Paw. Oh, you caught me. The truth is the Widow Thurman needed some extra work done, so I was helping her out to buy you those beautiful dishes I wanted to get you. I'm sorry, darling. I just wanted to surprise you. Caroline. End of episode. Oh, Charles, I love you so much. Roll credits. End of episode. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, that could have happened. Okay. The next day, did you catch Caroline angrily splitting wood? 
Yeah, I saw that. Oh, she's pissed. And she's yelling at Carrie. And does Carrie ever go to school? Isn't she about the age she should go to she's school? She's not school age, I don't think. Well, I mean, we've discussed that they don't have pre-K there. I mean, she was three when this all started. You don't start kindergarten until you're five. Well, she's got to be five by now. Maybe. I don't even know if they have kindergarten, though. There's no young kids in that class. That's true. There's not. Yeah. I mean, they're going to school with 18-year-olds. There's probably some kind of law. <laughs> So Caroline's angrily chopping wood. And, you know, I could relate to this. Like I've said to Timmy a hundred times, if you come home and I'm on my hands and knees scrubbing the floor or the house is spotless, just turn around and go back to wherever <laughs> you came from because I'm angry cleaning. <laughs> so a random character shows up. Mr. Another Burnside. rando. Here we go with a rando. Yep. Mr. Burnside. He has pickled pears that his wife sent over. Okay. Seems, seems harmless, right? Then he says he could have just given them to Charles when he saw him at the Widow Thurman's every day all week. Oh. But he keeps forgetting, even though Charles Wagon is sitting right there every oh day all week. Oh, boy. Like <laughs> if you, you're just they're driving it home. They're layering it on. Then I wrote, Jenny, that I'm shocked we don't have a whole scene with Mr. Burnside going home and telling his wife all about the pears. Yeah, because it's just rando. Yep. Yep. Okay. Later... Caroline is totally stalking Charles. Here she goes, walking into town, looking for cheating Charles. <laughs> she pretends to walk by the mill with Gary. And Hanson's like, are you looking for Charles? And she's like, uh, no. No, I'm not <laughs> Of course, Hanson spills the gossip. And did you notice Hanson grabbed Gary? No. Like, he scooped her right up and was like, hey, you, and like, tickling her. Like, how close are these people? I don't know. I don't know. Hanson tells her he doesn't know where Charles is, but he like does this fake concern just to rat him out. Like I, he's burning the candle at both ends, but he's not here. So right. you need to find out where he Hansen is. Hanson wants to know what the fuck's going on. Like, he, does. He, wa- he wants to know what's happening. He does. And he's like, you better have a talk with him. And she's like, oh, I will. And she's seething <laughs> with rage. You don't leave Hanson out of the loop. No, no. <laughs> you just don't. No, no. Okay, so then we have, oh, God, fucking uh, Harriet, man. I have some words about Harriet here. <sighs> Caroline, well, that's later. This is Caroline heads over to Olson's where she sees Widow Thurman with Harriet. She's all dolled up and throwing her money around. Mm-hmm. And Harriet is kissing her ass. Oh, my God. It's, it's, it's so disgusting. Bad. Widow Thurman is pleasant to Caroline and invites her and Harriet to a, a fake lunch someday. Like, oh, yeah, you, you've been in this situation where you're like, oh, yeah, yeah we should yeah, get together and have a drink. Mm-hmm. Okay. As she's leaving, Caroline hits her with some passive aggression and says, I hear you're quite pleased with Charles' work. Mm. And then the Widow Thurman does something you should never do to another man's wife. We're so lucky to have Charles. No, don't tell me how great my husband is. Oh, boy. Nope, mm-mm. nope, not allowed. We're so lucky to have a man like Charles in Walnut Grove. And Carolyn's like, thanks for telling me how great and hot my husband is. <laughs> Caroline's super jealous. But by this point, here's what was happening to me as I was watching this. I was starting to get mad at Charles. Yeah, I don't blame you. Because this is his fault. Like, and Timmy and I talked about this a little bit at the end because Timmy's like, Charles did nothing wrong. Oh, and I said, yes, oh, he did. Oh, Timmy. Yes, he did. Yes. He, he lied did. the entire time. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And he he had no, he couldn't see that 
these people were questioning him, and obviously that she knew. Right. God, he's clueless, but hot. Clueless. Totally clueless. So I wrote that Widow Thurman knows that Charles is the hottest dude in town, and she's kind of liking this little, you know, implication. I'm just putting that in there. I don't know. If yeah, I feel like you're just making that up. Harriet she seems like a very nice person. Yeah, she does. Harriet rubs it in how hot and how great Widow Thurman is. <laughs> wow. And Carolyn spite buys some Shelly. <laughs> yeah. And Harry tries to sell her some broadcloth that's like pathetic looking. And Carolyn's like, no, I want this. Later, the girls are walking home from school and Mary chides Laura for walking so slow. Mary must be the worst person to live with on earth. Right? Laura is pokey and annoying. <laughs> Jenny, you have no room to talk about <laughs> pokey and annoying. <laughs> Jenny is the type of girl that shows up an hour late for everything. All right. He is. No, no, you have no room there. But Mary, you know, she just always has something to complain about. Like Laura's always doing something wrong. Well, Laura's always doing something wrong. No, she isn't. Like when she tried to be a writer and Mary squashed all over that. No. (laughs) All right. She's like, we better get home before Pa does and and do our chores. And Laura reveals, no, Pa told Ma he was going to sleepy eye today. For Hanson. Boy, Charles, dumbass. Then they spot Pa's wagon at Widow Thurman's. The wagon parked outside. Again, Charles, I have to, quote, run some errands for Hanson and, quote, would have been vague enough. And I have a question for you, Jenny. How do they know that's Pa's wagon? I guess they recognize it. Like if I have every other wagon. No, if I put, like, Pa's wagon, Doc Baker's. Well, Doc Baker's is distinctly different. Widow Thurman. They just know it. They recognize it. I guess. I recognize it. I guess. Later, Pa comes home and Caroline quickly hides the blouse that she's making. And she's saying to Carrie, like, don't tell Pa about my blouse. And I'm like, you're confiding in the wrong kid. And Carrie's setting the table. Oh, yeah, I have that. What a disaster. <laughs> Carrie sets the table. What and a she disaster. puts two dishes on the corner and two dishes on the other corner. I think we've been unfair to Carrie because I'm like, why can't she do these things? Why can't she? Like, I realized I read through some of my research the other day that she was three when this started. She's like, she's like four <laughs> and a half years old. Like, I don't know what we think she should be able to do. I know. I know. What research do you have that embedded in? That's for some of our new stuff that we're going to drop. Okay. It's a secret. We're dropping something new. But she, like, she's a a toddler, basically. And we're like, why can't she read? Why can't she set a table? (laughs) Listen, it's not that she can't read that we were making fun of her. It's why, why even have that scene then? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. So Caroline tells Charles Caroline tells Charles to come in for dinner and that it's a surprise but we don't really see what it is and then I realize later it's the pickled pears. Is that the surprise? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They talk about it later. Oh, okay. So Mary and Laura ask Paul if he went to Sleepy Eye and he says yes. Oh. Ooh. It's later Laura is in bed and she can't sleep and neither can Mary. She's worried, Jenny, that the Widow Thurman is going to steal the handsome prince away from Cinderella. Because, of course, there's no blame on Charles here. And I wrote Charles that. is an innocent victim yep. in the yep. middle of all this. He has no agency. I wrote, situation. because Charles clearly has no agency here. It's all on the women. Will she or will she not steal him away? Oh, my God. Not yep. okay. Not okay. 
Um, this is did, like Charles is the one that made the contract with Carolyn, not the widow Thurman. Correct. Is this where they have the men and women are different talk? No, that's later. No, that's later. Wow. That's bad. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Jenny, guess what comes next? The pickled pears. Later, Charles is climbing into bed and shirtless paw, shirtless paw. Really? He's cheesy. I, I didn't even notice that. Oh, I noticed. Um, I used that little rewind circle. So thanks, Mom, <laughs> for that. Uh, once he has his shirt on and he's in bed, Caroline asks him how he liked the pickled pears. So that's how I knew he had the pickled pears. For right, 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 right. She tells him Mr. Burnside brought them by. And Charles says, oh, when I see him, I'll thank him. Carolyn's like, doesn't he work for the Widow Thurman? Really, Charles, you're not getting you're it not that she knows this? Wow. Okay. Then she tells him what Burnside said about seeing his wagon there. Charles lies and says he was delivering lumber for Hanson. Okay. Whatever. Carolyn's not buying it. She's like, the widow Thurman just ordered a bunch of lumber. Like, yeah. So he's like, I'm going to be doing more work there. And she's like, okay, then I'm going to go shopping. She's like, I'm going to spend that money. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, no, 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 no. <laughs> Let's wait till I have the money in hand. No charging allowed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Next, the family is picking mushrooms. And I wrote, we do this every fall. This is one of our favorite things that Timmy and I do with the girls. I would be freaked out just pulling mushrooms. No, out of the we're obsessed them. with mushrooms. But what if you get a poisonous one? Well, you know what the poisonous ones are. Do you really, though? All of them? You do. Okay. So um, he tells the girls he's going to Widow Thurman's after this. And Mary reveals... (laughs) Mary reveals she's sewing a dress for the Widow Thurman under... Like, I guess Mary's the middle... Or Miss Whipple's the middle woman here? Mary works for Miss Whipple. Yeah, and Miss Whipple has to make the dress, but I guess she's hiring Mary to do it. Mary's a subcontractor. I guess. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So... Um, Mary says the widow Thurman doesn't have a very good figure, Jen. Oh my God. Wow. And then Laura, Laura says she wears dentures and takes wow. them out every night. And like dentures then were nasty. Like they're wood or something. Like but they're they not like dentures were not, were pretty common. Oh yeah. Because you lost your teeth over 40 basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like they weren't, they were not nice things in the 1800s. <laughs> I just like now love, they look like real teeth. But I love the shade these kids are throwing because they are Team Caroline. Well, this is all, and then we realize this is all before school. Like what? <laughs> right. I wrote that too. I wrote. Then Charles offers to take them to school. Wait, they were picking mushrooms before this school. This was all like, what time do these people get up? Oh my god! I asked Timmy if he was going to wake the girls up and take the mushroom picking tomorrow, and he's like, four thirty, sure. Because he leaves at 5.30. Okay, so Laura and Mary decide, you know what, Jen? They're going to they're gonna form a little co-op here, little operation, and they're going to go to the Widow's Web. This was a great scene. I realized, in the bush. I realized I love when Laura and Mary team up. When they're in the bush. Yep. Don't you love when they do things together? It's like a random bush. Like, she doesn't have any bushes around it's the house. It's like she a Macbeth. Like, they take the forest and move to yeah. the house. Like, it is not a bush. It's they so ripped. obvious. Like, if she saw it, she'd be like, what is that bush? Like, they ripped know. tree branches off, like big ones. <laughs> and, Jenny, they're looking through the window, and I have a question for you. If you suspected Dad was having an affair, would you look through the windows? Nope. Nope. No. Nope. I would be nowhere near that house. Nope. I would have nothing to do with this. Just like I will never read my kids' journals. Yeah. Just some <laughs> things you don't want to know. 
Laura and Mary knock on the door and they make up a lie that they're there to fit her for her skirt. And it's oh, this is hilarious. So awkward. It's awkward and hilarious. There's clearly work happening in the dining room, right? Yes. And I have an index card. <laughs> on the dining room. On the woodwork. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I just, all right. Look, I get a chance to dial it in once, okay? <sighs> I was a little drunk last night. Wow. And I couldn't find a good index card spot. No index cards on like mushroom picking, the fish in the lunar cycle. Yeah, the fish in the lunar cycle would have been a good one. I forgot about that. I did it on the original purpose of wainscoting. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can blame Steve Locke for this one. Okay. Let's just zone out everybody collectively. So I, uh, so the, the woodwork that Charles is doing is the door frame and everything. And then there's a whole thing of wainscoting around the dining room. Mm-hmm. So wainscoting is one of the oldest forms of custom made decor. Hmm. It originated in the 16th century in England. Oh, wow. And it wasn't a status symbol. Like now it's kind of a status. Well, at least in the 1800s and early 19th century. Oh, no, it isn't because I have that in my bathroom. It, at the at this time okay. in the late 1800s, right. it would have been a status symbol. Like okay. now it's kind of more commonplace. But, you know, to re- like in originally it was um, used to cover up unwanted dampness in the lower part of the wall by English homeowners before proper insulation and draining. So like it was on houses that didn't have any kind of waterproofing or anything. Like, I mean, they just built yeah. houses into the ground. And yeah. like now I'm sure Timmy could give you a lesson on all the things that are done to protect mm. the foundation of a house I'll and avoid skip, that. I'll skip that lesson. Avoid that dampness. But this was, um, yeah, this is so originally it was like poorly built houses. It was to keep the dampness out of them. Exciting, right? Are we at the end? That's it. That's all I got. Wow. <laughs> that might be my favorite for, for the obvious reason. I, I got to the end of the episode. I'm like, I got nothing. Like, wow. Okay. Sorry, guys. Uh, so one of us phoned it in. I did. All right. So <laughs> should I ridicule you like you did to me? I did not phone it in on the why. Okay. All right. Okay. That's the whole point of this thing. The index card is bonus content. Okay. Bonus. It's bonus. Content. I thought it was punishment. No, it's bonus okay. content. So the girls are, are doing this fake fitting and it's so great. Cause the widow Thurman's like, wait, this isn't how you're supposed <laughs> like to do stuff. this. Yeah. And they're like sticking her with pins and shit. And it's just a mess. And Paul hears them and comes in <laughs> and they try to get it's, this is kind of sad. They try to get him to leave with them and he yeah. won't. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, aren't you hungry? You didn't have lunch. And he's like, oh, sh- the widow Thurman will take care of me. Yeah. And I wrote, there's something about a daughter's loyalty to her mother that hits me right in the old sweet spot. <laughs> I was like, go girls. <laughs> okay. And I also wrote, how does Charles have zero awareness of what's happening zero. here? Zero. And they do the whole mopey walk out. Like he just doesn't get it at all. Yep. So I wrote the girls leave and they are scarred for life. Yep. They believe, Jenny, that they just witnessed their father with his hot mistress. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They're like thinking this is going to be their stepmom. Yeah. They're freaking out. So Mary's like, come into my parlor, said the spider to the fly. (laughs) And she's thinking about black widows trapping flies in their webs. Just again. Why is this only the widow Thurman's fault? Yep. I'm not saying she's blameless, but why is it only her fault? Like, I know. He's the one lying to you girls, not her. Yep. Yep. Later, we see Charles buying something from Harriet. Oh, bad decision, Charles. Bad decision. 
He's become like an idiot. He's trusting Harriet. He literally told Harriet not to tell anyone. It's Harriet Olsen. <laughs> Jenny, how long do you think it takes before she tells Hanson? The two people who he trusted on this are Hanson and Harriet. <laughs> Power couple. <laughs> My God. Like, you might as well just put a sign downtown. Charles tells Harriet he's doing some work at Widow Thurman's, but it's a secret. Oh my God, and Harriet dude. goes, Harriet goes, oh, okay. And he goes, well, no, it's a surprise for her. But he didn't make it clear, like, yeah. what the surprise was. Or, and you know Harriet what I mean? was like, and as soon as Charles leaves Harriet's like, Nels. upstairs to tell Nels. Well, you know, she's doing the I have scoop run yes. up the stairs where yep. you can barely get up the stairs. <laughs> uh, so back at the house, Caroline reveals her new blouse. What'd you think of it, Jen? Um, I thought it was very, you know, very prairie. It was very nice. Mm-hmm. She, there's no way she made that that fast. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. Sewing by hand? It's Come Caroline. On. Sewing by hand. Mm-hmm. What else is she doing? That is impressive. Yeah. So the girls are helping her get ready, and it was so cute. And Laura even whips out the lemon verbena. Yeah. Did you <laughs> notice that? Yeah. <laughs> Charles comes in, Jenny. Doesn't even notice. Doesn't even. Well, I wrote down that there's no way he's going to notice this. Yeah. Like, he's just not. Like, men don't notice this shit. If, I, don't that shirt yet, fire, I don't notice shit like this a lot. Me too. If that, unless that shirt was on fire, he's not going to notice. I don't think it's a man-woman thing. Timmy will have a full beard and then shave it completely off, and I don't even notice. Really? Yeah. I mean, I'm like that too, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't notice. I'm not good with that. All right. So, the girls are so upset. But this sends such a bad message, this whole thing. Like, why? Like, Carolyn has to compete for her own husband's attention. Like, no. Nope. No way. Yep. Well, I was watching this, and I was fuming because I was thinking to myself, if I thought he was lying and cheating to me, this would be the last thing I would be doing. Hell, yeah. When he came home, I'd be packing, not dressing (laughs) up and putting on perfume. I'd be taking my new shirt and putting it in a suitcase. Exactly. So Caroline tries to act unaffected, but she's like devastated and she walks into the room and cries. Later that night, Jenny, Laura thinks Ma should punch Widow Thurman. But why, why does Mary think that won't help Jen? Because men are, and women are different. Mm-hmm. Because men are supposed to fight for their woman. I was stunned and like, cause th- I feel like this show a lot of times is not this overt. Like it's not, it's they're not, so obvious. I'm just like, wow. Mm-hmm. So wow. Mary says, so Laura's like, well, what are women supposed to do? And Mary's like, I don't know, but men and women are just different. And Laura goes, I know I've seen our mayor birthing. Did you catch that part? Oh no. I didn't. Yeah. That. Yep. She goes, Laura I know that I've seen our mayor. That experience. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that has stuck with her. Mm. Pat and Patty from the pilot. Yeah. Charles is heading to bed and Caroline is angrily sewing. I feel like that's dangerous to angrily sew. And chop wood. Yeah, that could be dangerous. He tells her, thank you for the supper. And by the way, that blouse she had on today was nice too. And she's like ready to stab him in the face with a sharp knife. And why, like Charles, why did you think she took it off? Because she took it off then and served dinner. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, dude, have a clue. Yeah. Yeah. He has no clue. So weird. And then I wrote, oh, fuck. Caroline is at Harriet's. Oh, this is going to oh. go bad. <laughs> Oh, no. And it's the eggs. We're at the egg part of the yep. show. Yep. 
Next day, Caroline's bringing the eggs and she meets Harriet. And we know how this is going to go. She tells her immediately. Yes. As a friend. As a good friend. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bullshit. And Caroline completely tells her off. And it's fantastic. She's like, it's none of your business. And I trust Charles completely. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Next, we see Charles loading the dishes into his wagon. And the widow is showing off her icebox again by getting them a cool drink. Mm-hmm. Is that innuendo? Or it, is I, that think it is. I think okay. it is. I think it is. Caroline heads over to the widow Thurman's because apparently this is now on the way home. Yeah. It's like next to their house. Yeah. yeah. And she sees Charles there and she sees them sitting on the porch laughing. That would course, upset me. The one minute that mm-hmm. he's like chilling out because he's done with the work and he's yeah. like relaxing. Yeah. They, she happens to witness that like five minutes. That would upset me because yeah. like sense of humor is everything for me. Oh boy. Here we go. Yeah. Like Paul's laugh is so hot. Uh you know how I feel about it. Charles pulls in. Okay, so Charles is heading home now, and he pulls in with the dishes. Dun, dun, dun. Caroline says to the girls, go outside. I have to talk to your father. We're getting divorced. Charles comes in, and she's like, we need to talk. There's <laughs> something I need to say to you. And she's all business. Have you ever seen her such all business? Once in a while, but not, not like usually. Like when she was going to cough her leg, yes. But no, any other time? She's no, like, but I feel like it happens in the future. Oh, my gosh. She is. Oh, oh, I know. When she yelled at Mary, when Mary lit the drama barn on fire. Yeah. That she was, was all business. business. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So Charles, like, doesn't want to hear what she has to say and actually physically grabs her and pulls yep. her from the chair. Yep. To come outside. What she has is more important than what she has. Yeah. So he shows her the dishes and tells her he had to tell some white lies to get this done, but he loves her and he wanted her to have the dishes. And Jen, she's like, what white lies? <laughs> like none of it ever happened. I would be All slapping him. Forgiven. I'd be slapping him. I'd be like, you idiot. And I wrote later, they're eating on the adultery murderous rage dishes and everything <laughs> seems fine. <laughs> <laughs> like I would never be able to eat on those dishes. I'd those be dishes like, are forever related to their almost divorce. Yeah. Yep. So then a Laura voiceover tells us that they ate off of those dishes every night because Ma said special dishes are for special occasions or not for special occasions. They're for special people. Oh boy. Hmm. So all is forgiven. There was never a talk about you stressed me out for weeks. You asshole. All right. So overall thoughts on the episode, Jenny. Um, it was, like I said, we're coming off of two really dramatic episodes. So it was, it was yeah. kind of a, like a break. It was less dramatic, less yeah. melodramatic. Yeah, I agree. So if you'll remember last week, I introduced a new segment. So let's do this, Jenny. I think it's pretty obvious, but let's go. Jenny, whose fault is this? This, I know who you're going to say, but this is Charles's fault. Who am I going to say? Mary. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> this is Charles's fault. It's Mary's fault. Charles is the Mary. adult. Charles is the adult. Mary is an asshole. Uh, here's what Charles could have done to make this better. He should have told Hanson what was going on. He should have told Mary and Laura what was going on. Then none of this would have happened because Carolyn would have heard all that other shit. If Mary didn't make him feel like shit in front of the widow Thurman, he wouldn't have felt the need to have to do this. If he listened to his wife about what she really wanted, which was to <laughs> spend time with him, then this wouldn't have happened. Okay. All right. I disagree, but we'll agree to disagree. You're going to blame a 13-year-old. Yes. Yes. 
Mimi's come at me. I'm right. I know I am. It's all her fault. All right. At the end of every every episode, we look back and think about a theme or a lesson or something that has stuck with us from either the first time we saw this or the rewatch. And we call it our why. And it's meant to answer the or to finish the statement, Gen X, this is why. So, Jenny, what is your why? So this was easy for me. This is why I'm not monogamous. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, you know, maybe it was the, the years of, of just watching all of this, like so much content around jealousy and deception. I mean, soap operas, that's all they're about. Yep. Like, it's just, you know, there's been periods in my life, obviously where I've been monogamous, but um, it's not for me. Decided. Yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy. And so for, like, not for me. I'm not like against it. If it works, right, 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 right. Yep. It doesn't work for me. It's so funny how different we are on that spectrum. <laughs> on all those spectrums. Yep. Because I am like, even though I hate to admit this, I'm super traditional. Yeah. And Jenny's always like, you're super traditional. I'm like, no, I'm not. Yes, I am. Nothing wrong with that. If that's yeah, I know. I think the problem becomes when people don't really feel that way and they try yes. like Mr. Edwards yep. and they try to fit that mold and then they're miserable. And it's like, well, just be who you are. And I'll be honest, it's something I've had to work through in therapy is just being like, that's okay. Okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because I grew up in a house with two, like you and mom were both very strong, independent. You don't want to, you don't need to be in a relationship. You don't need to be with the man, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I always felt like, Oh my God, am I the outsider? Because I like being part of a couple and I like kind of being more in a traditional relationship. And no. so I had to work through that. Yeah. I mean that yeah. like, it's all about what works for you. Yes. hundred percent. And like the problem is people have intolerance towards people who don't buy into that. Yes. And I, I agree. think it's because they think you, people are judging you because you want that. And it's like, no, I just don't want that. Like, Yes. Yes. Well, and I think another thing is a lot of relationships don't work out because people are not honest with right. what they want. So you're right. Don't. And I also think that a lot of people don't realize they don't want it because we've been so programmed and so as we can see from laws on the prairie, just like that's what you do. Mm-hmm. That's the mm-hmm. thing you do. And I think yeah. that maybe people don't even know that it makes them really unhappy. Yeah, maybe. I know people like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm like, you'd be much better off if you were just single, just be single, just be single or mm-hmm. be in several relationships or whatever, whatever works for you. Like, right. There's all, there's so many different models. There's not like, there's not like I, I'm a swinging single and I just go crazy or I'm married with kids. There's so much in between. So much in between. I agree. Okay, good. Um, mine is, this is why I'm glad I have daughters. Oh, didn't isn't this a, re, a rework of a? Didn't probably you know? I'll probably <laughs> use that one 150 times. Their fierce loyalty <laughs> to their mother is something my girls exhibit all the time. And I wrote they would straight up murder the widow who tried to take my place. And that's why I have no doubt that if I were to die, they would not let Timmy make a bad decision for my. They were husband. those girls were right on this. Yeah, and like if those were sons, I feel like that never would have happened. And, and my like, girls, I mean, they are like it's so funny because I'll say to Timmy, "How how do you, like I'll make dinner and I'll be like, how's how's your dinner or something?" And like he won't hear me or he won't answer. Like maybe he's chewing, I don't know. And they're immediately like, "Daddy, mommy asked you a question. How's her?" You know what I mean? Like they're so super protective of me. 
Well, and I think like really I weird. Think, they don't I need know, to be. But. I know a lot of mothers of sons too. And I think there's a, a fierce loyalty and protectiveness there also, mm-hmm. but it's different. It's, it's a different, different type. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny too, because, well, and I think it depends on the, the relationships, right? It's not sure. just a blanket. Sure. Of course. You know, yeah. but I think that, you know, Timmy and I, like, we just, we don't fight a lot, but the times we've had little arguments in front of the girls, the girls will always be like to me, you know, and I'll say, I will make a point to say to them, you don't have to defend me. I'm right. fine. I can defend myself. And you don't have to pick a side in this. Right. But they like immediately jump in on my side. Like they would just, you know, whatever. I think it's hilarious. And does Nellie come over and sit next to you? <laughs> Nellie's always by me. And Sterling then goes. Nellie is laying outside this door right now. Listening to my every word. Does Sterling side with Timmy? No. Sterling sides with me too. But I think that if I were to die, they would not let the widow or archer make a bad decision. Like they would no. be. Well, I wouldn't let that happen either. So. Yeah. They would be super, super involved in whoever. <laughs> Poor Timmy. He would just not even have a chance. <laughs> just die alone, Timmy. Die alone. <laughs> It'll be easier. And it's kind of cool because I feel like I'm raising two vocal daughters. Mm-hmm. You know, who are not afraid to say how they feel mm-hmm. at all. And that's a good thing. Well, I think that's their generation too. Like yeah. I think you see that more in yeah. that generation that they're, they're like, they, when they see more Gen, I could be doing a good job. Well, no, I think that's, that's true. Yeah. But like, that, even if you did a good job in some of these earlier generations, that may not have happened. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that, like yeah. they're, they're more fierce about standing up for what they want. Oh yeah. Yep. So that that's my why. Glad I have daughters. I'll, I'll remember you said that because I feel like. Well, they are going to be 14. So it's going to be time when you're going to be like, I wish mm. I didn't have a daughter. That's true. All right. So, Jenny, why don't you talk about what's coming up next? Oh, wait. And I just want to, I don't want to leave this on a bad note. Oh, here we go. Charles is still the perfect person. The perfect husband, perfect father, perfect everything. Okay. Done. End of story. Sold. Okay. Jenny, what are we doing next? We are doing, um, so we decided just today, we're going to do episode 21, The Soldier's Return. I'm not sure what the episode number is on Amazon. It's 21 on the Little Haas site. And this is um, Mrs. Whipple is beside herself with excitement when her only son returns. After fighting in the Civil War, Granville does his best to readjust to the outside world. But with so much emotional trauma to deal with, he tries to avoid it, which affects more than just himself. So this is like he's coming back with some PTSD. Didn't it say, though, that he gets close to Mary? Uh, What are you talking about? On the Amazon? Ew, I don't know. I know he has a morphine addiction. Pause. Okay, I'm back. Yes, the the it's episode twenty on the Amazon, by the way, okay. and it says Mrs. Whipple's son Granville returns to Walnut Grove to resume his career as a music teacher. He becomes close to Mary Ingalls. Who offers to copy music in exchange for lessons. Jen, I this is already problematic because if I have this right, I'm looking at the dude who was on Empty Nest, who's at least 30 years older than Mary. Oh, yeah, because she'd be like 15. <laughs> yeah. Is this like the time she was almost sex trafficked outside Miss Beatle's classroom? <laughs> that guy was much younger, though. Yeah. 
So I don't know how this is going to play out. I don't, we'll I don't know what that say. means. Yeah. Yep. We'll, have we'll have to say. All right. So that's our episode. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to find us on Facebook, Twitter. We have a Facebook group called the Mimi Bees. And we're also on Instagram at Gen X. This is why letter X spell out the Y. Thank you for all the reviews you guys have been leaving. Uh, we've really appreciated. Keep doing so. Share the love. Keep us going. And we'll see you next week. Hi, everyone. Amy here. Thanks again for listening to our podcast. We really appreciate it. To best support us, please consider subscribing, sharing, and leaving a review on Apple iTunes or anywhere you listen. You can connect with Jenny and me through our Facebook group, The Mimi Bees. You can find information on The Mimi Bees and all other projects by liking us on Facebook or Instagram at GenXThisIsWhy. Letter X, spell out the Y. Thanks again. See you soon. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.